Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Tell it like it is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. We've got Johnny Redman running the controls tonight. It's not because we fired Seth, but we're trying to train in a new guy. Plus, um, it seems like everybody, every single guy we get running these controls, they always end up getting married eventually. And so I think there's a lot of them that want to um, want to do this. That's how. How many is it? We've got, we started with. Uh, let's see, Michael. We started with uh, Matt. We start. We had. Uh, Chris, who else am I forgetting? Seth, Pat, Pat, he didn't run the controls here. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to the radio. Hey, I'm on the air. Welcome, everybody, to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Pastor Bob Simons, we're from Dickinson, North Dakota. We have a, um, we're broadcasting live on the 1230 AM station, KDIX. We're also on their website live, KDIX.net. And we are also pleased to be on Holy Ghost Radio 2 live. Now, tonight, you can do a lot for me if you would just text me. You don't have to tell me, um, you don't have to tell me you love me, hate me, or anything, but just tell me how you're listening. And if you want to, you can also make comments to me about the program. The, um, good to have, good to have Carl listening and his wife from Michigan. Good to have Talis. Um, 
He goes, long-time texter, first-time listener. Good to have him listening tonight. That's pretty funny. He's he's kind of, um, I don't know, he's got a really clever sense of humor. I always like him. So um, good to have Thor listening tonight and his family. The Hostetlers and the Yoders are listening in Pennsylvania. That's always fun to have them tied in. And next week, Pastor Jacob Hostetler, his brother, is going to be speaking on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Now, just I'm getting all the laundry done here, but uh, if you wonder why Pastor Walters is not speaking tonight, like I advertised for the last two or three weeks, he has not been feeling well. He could not come to Dickinson. And so we had to take a rain check on him speaking tonight on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. But also I want to mention, too, that in the future he's going to give me some information, and I would like to start promoting his books uh, on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And I know some of you on Holy Ghost Radio would be blessed to order. Uh, the, he's got three books now that he's written, and um, and I know that you would be blessed to have these books. I'm going to throw a birthday wish tonight to Pastor Deeds. Pastor Deeds is 74 years old today. And uh, it's, what's so ironic about that is my father-in-law uh, looks, in Brother Deeds and he look exactly alike. They talk alike. And my father-in-law's birthday was also this, this date. So I th- I've always thought that was kind of weird. But anyway, happy, if you are listening, Brother Deeds or any of your family, happy birthday to you. Happy 74th birthday to you. And, uh, the um, thank you for texting me. Some that are listening on Holy Ghost Radio tonight. Going to get right into the um, scripture tonight. I believe we've got uh, Johnny with some great songs lined up, or he will have lined up to play for us. As I said, next week, uh, John Redmond and and uh, Joe Hostetler will be doing the program, and so I'll be out of town. But we'll be glad to have them doing the program next week. Second Timothy chapter four verses two and three says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And so I want to do our broadcast on this tonight. I want to talk about how, if I'm going to title this, telling it like it is, is still God's plan. The name of our broadcast is Tell It Like It Is, and and um, some of you think that I just pick topics to try to shock people and try to keep people's interest, and you think that I just try to pick topics that will maybe get people mad at me so they can't quit listening, and some of you are right. <laughs> I mean, that sometimes I do some things like that. Um, there is more to living for God than Jesus loves you, even though that is the key element God's love, and, and I certainly believe in that and, and um, believe in God's mercy, love, grace, and so on. But tonight I want to propose to you that that this world in these last days needs direction. They need a message. I believe uh, we, we are, in, in our church here in Dickinson, we are out of room in our building, and so we are desperately looking to buy a new church building. I know there's the Seventh-day Adventists have one for sale, but that's too small for us, actually. And uh, and so we are, in fact, if you're, if you tonight, if you are listening and you have a church building or a commercial building, a commercial building would be just fine for us, something that's somewhere around 8,000 square feet that has room for parking and so on, eight to 10,000 square feet. We are desperately in need of that. I believe 
um, that in the last days we are going to see a huge influx of people into churches that preach truth and righteousness because I believe that people are looking for this. I, I think, and so even though in Dickinson we have our Pentecostal church here, we have plans of starting. We've got a church start in Beach now. We've got a plan to start a church in Bowman, and uh, that's just the beginning. We'd like to see Pentecostal apostolic churches all around Dickinson, this area, and we've actually got the men that can do this in our local church. We've got some awesome men that are that are very, very serious about ministry. But even though we do all that and try to get as rid of as many people as we can that way, we're still going to have need a lot of room in Dickinson because I believe that it is nothing in this last day to see a church of 500 people, 800 people right in Dickinson, North Dakota, that believe the Acts 2.38 message, which is, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I believe this message that has been known all these centuries by religious historians. Uh, let me just say this again, and I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but but religious historians know that this apostolic message is the message that was preached the first 200 years of the Christian church and was diluted and diluted, diluted, and diluted too. And it was, it was uh, adulterated by all kinds of uh, pagan ideas of men. And, and um, what's so interesting, you can look, at, for instance, you can look in any historical Christian writing. You can look in the Catholic, uh, uh, I, I haven't looked there for a while, but the Catholic um, Encyclopedia of Religion, and they will tell you that baptism in the ancient church was always done by immersion in the name of Jesus. And it was changed to using the formula that Jesus never intended to be a formula for baptism in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, And it was changed a thousand years later from immersion to sprinkling. Well, I used to say 600 years. I just found some information here that it was probably a thousand years after Pentecost that they started sprinkling babies. Now, I, I'm, if you're listening to me and you're in a church that sprinkles babies... That is not baptism. That is not scriptural baptism. And that was never accepted amongst the Christians. And, and here again, don't believe me on this. Look it up. Nowadays, you can Google. You can find whatever you want. Uh, you can, and some of, I mean, not all the things that you Google are accurate. But what I'm telling you tonight is that, that there is a, um, it is now time to tell it like it is. If n- never before, my br- program tonight is going to be about this topic. That this is the way. Uh, this people are going to respond to the truth. Hang in there. We're going to play a song. I'll be right back. Text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. the 
sad story. Oh, ye fools, and slow of heart to believe, ought not Christ to suffer and enter his glory? And I heard the my life. 
for the remission of sins. I heard I have to rise to walk in newness of life. Receive the Holy Ghost. Speak it in other tongues. I heard the word. Good to have all of you listening tonight. I hope that you uh, are hearing the word tonight. Good to have our new listeners that have just texted me tonight listening. Glad that you are listening, and um, that makes it all worthwhile to me. And I really do like this texting me while the program is going on. It encourages me. I am really a preacher that preaches by um, watching people, looking at their faces, their eyes, um, and so when I preach, I I, um, I call names, I, I uh, use examples. Radio is probably the hardest thing I do, and so these texts really help me. My pastor's listening tonight, and um, again, I want to just mention that we are going to give you some more information, some more in- information um, about his books in the coming broadcasts. Tonight we're talking about that telling it like it is is still God's plan, and also, I will tell you this, that it's not going to stop the great revival that God has. 414 times in the Old Testament, the words, thus saith the Lord, are mentioned. Most of those are mentioned in the prophet Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Most of those times, thus saith the Lord. Now, there are many other times it says, thus saith the Holy One, so on. This tells me that God has got an opinion, and he wants to get it out. The prophets of old were constantly telling us what God thought. And I believe the prophets of today need to do the same thing. In 1 Kings, you're going to find, uh, in 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, you're going to find the words in the sight of the Lord recorded 54 times, 80 times in the Bible, but 54 times in those four books. They are in reference to these kings. Like, for instance, First Kings 16.30, And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Second uh, Kings 12 and 2, And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Okay, now, when it says in the sight of the Lord, other Bible translations, I mean, that makes perfect sense, but just to even clarify it more, other Bible translations say that in from God's perspective, they did evil or they did right, or... In God's opinion, they did evil and they did right. Let me tell you this. God has an opinion about what's going on in our world today. And we better find out what it is. And I don't believe this is the time. And I know I know this broadcast, and you'll see that it's for people listening on the local AM station. That's still our thrust of this broadcast, even though we're on Holy Ghost Radio now. We know there's a lot of Pentecostals listening. But... The thrust of our radio show is for people that have not been convinced of this Acts 238 message yet. But I'm going to tell you that this is not, you apostolic preachers that are listening, this is not the time to to dilly-dally around the truth and to try to soft-pedal the truth. And I'm going to prove that here in just a minute through the Scripture. We need to be like Paul was when he was preaching and standing before Felix, in Acts 24 and 25, it says, And he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, judgment to come, and Felix trembled. You know, this this uh, Joel Olstein message of, you know, God's got a plan for your life. You know, he's got something beautiful for your life. There is more to it than this. 
That's not what Felix was trembling about. Felix wasn't trembling about, about, um, about, you know, that. He was trembling about righteousness, temperance, judgment to come. So number one, I want to, I want to talk to you just a few examples tonight of what I'm saying and why I believe that the church in Dickinson needs to find a bigger building. And, and, uh, we are actively looking for a bigger building because we've packed the one we've got out. This is only the beginning. I believe that, that we're, we are going to see churches springing up all, uh, Acts 238 churches springing up all over this area. And that's the area I feel like I'm responsible for. Um, you know, we've already got a daughter work going in Pennsylvania and I love those people listening, uh, tonight. I'm kind of an aunt and uncle to them maybe and kind of a, kind of a grandpa to their kids. But, but the, um, you know, this is, this is bigger than Pastor Bob. This is bigger than, uh, anything like that. This is about the apostolic truth and we are going to see a great revival in this last day because this truth was not made up in a corner. It wasn't put together by a religious denomination, but it's the truth of God's word. So number one, I want to talk about what God thinks about sexuality tonight. Because God has got an opinion on that, and we don't need to back away from this. If you start backing away from this tonight, your church will go down to zero, just like all the rest of the churches in this country are going to do. Uh, the mainline churches are are dropping in attendance like crazy, but it's the truth-proclaiming churches that are growing. And, and here again, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Let me read you John chapter 4 and verses 14 through 19. This is the story of the woman at the well. Jesus will break right into the middle of the story in verse 14. He's telling this lady, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Joel Olstein could preach this. He can preach this verse. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. But here's where I want you to notice that Jesus cut right to the heart of the matter, because in verse 16, Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. Jesus confronted this woman about her sin. You know that you can't even repent until you know you're a sinner. And how you are you going to know you're a sinner if you don't even know what sin is? You know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm glad my pastor's listening. I know he gets mad at me if I compliment him and so on. But, but um, I have a pastor that believed this, that you had to tell people what sin was so that you could give them the opportunity to repent. Because if you don't even know you're doing wrong, how can you be sorry? Jesus told this woman, he, he said, bring your husband. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you're right. And, the, and he said, you've had five husbands, and the one that you've got now is not your husband. And the woman, instead of being offended, notice this, the woman said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. I'm going to build this whole radio broadcast on this concept tonight 
that to tell people in love the way that it is is going to pinpoint to them uh, where the true prophets are and where the power of God is, and and your church will begin to fill up if you quit being a chicken preacher. Now, this isn't for preachers tonight, but it's for everybody. Uh, look at the change that took place when Jesus in this dialogue that Jesus was having this woman with this woman when he called her out on, in the fact that she that was living with a man that wasn't her husband. I'm going to tell you if you're if you're a man married to a man that man is not your husband. <laughs> He's not. He's not your husband. You know you um, there there is so much sexual immorality in our world. And what's really sad about it now, this this is really, really bothering me, because there's always been immorality, but now we have what's called amoral. And Johnny, what that means, people don't even know what right and wrong is. Like, they don't know what it is. You know, like like there are people that, and here again, I mean, I, I love everybody. If you're, you're a person that thinks you're transgendered today, our church is the church for you to attend. We want you to come. But you are, you have a real problem going on in your life and you need help. You know, God needs to help you. You've got confusion going on in your head because genetically, if you're a man, you're a man no matter what you do to yourself. You know, it's interesting to me, this is on the same topic, but these, these transgender men, they all wear dresses and they all grow their hair long. That is so interesting to me. Because the Pentecostals have been saying for years that men should look like men and women should look like women. So if you're a man that wants to be a woman, how do you want, how do you show that you want to be a woman? You grow your hair long and you wear dresses. <laughs> I mean, these people are making our point for us. And this is not the day to back down from that. This, you, you know, um, I, I know I'm outspoken on the air, but I'm probably more outspoken in church. And, and our church is growing, and I believe we're at the very tip of the iceberg. I, I, I've said that maybe four times now, but I really believe, I feel such an urgency that that even though, like our church building will seat at the very most, maybe 180 people at the very most, and we are packing it out, or not quite that many every Sunday, but it's very close. We're getting, we're, we're getting very close to that number. But I really believe that not having a bigger building is going to make us grow. I think we're going to grow because because we're just doing exactly what Jesus did. He told this woman, you don't have a husband even now, and you've had five husbands. There, There is a, um, this, what Jesus said, did not have an adverse effect on this woman. This woman went to the city. And she started telling everybody, come and meet a man that's told me everything I've ever done. She knew she was, she was in the present. She probably, I mean, Jesus told her he was the Messiah, but she knew at least he was a prophet. So I love it when people turn around and want to make things right with God. I love it when people that are living together without the, without the commitment of marriage, get right with God, and they say, Pastor, we want to get married. I love that. You know, um, just lately I've had several things that have reinforced 
what I'm speaking about today. Um, this, uh, just, just recently, I, I've got a man that started coming to our church that told his wife, he said, this church is the church we need to go to. Now, he's attended many other churches, but he said, many of these churches are about entertainment. Many of these churches are about trying to make people feel good about themselves. And he said, this is the church that we need to attend. And he's never been to a church like it, ever. I'm saying tonight that this is not the time to try to to soft-pedal, back-pedal, whatever we want to call it, this message. You know, this is not the time to stand up and say, well, maybe homosexuality, maybe the Bible days they didn't understand everything about this. This isn't the time to do that. This is the time to stand on the Word of God, preach the Word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away. His Word is not going to pass away. All the critics that are coming against the Word of God and against people like me, they are only men. And I would rather please God than please men. And tonight in our broadcast, um, I'm telling you that, that this is the time for the church to be the church and to stand up for what's right, and we are going to see the greatest revival in this end day, I believe, that we've ever seen. Hello tonight, listening to Jody, and her kids are listening. Pastor Soberg from Harvey and his family listening tonight. The uh, Nikki Fargo, glad that you're listening tonight. Um, others here that I haven't mentioned, I guess, yet, but maybe I'll mention after after this break. And we'll come right back in after this song. Preacher man, preacher man, don't tell me no lies. That believe and you're saved, the judge which comes televised. That fable may make money to the fornicating jimmies. But the message of salvation is the one that you should give me. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. I was saved when I ate the dough God host. But I've seen in the Bible that I need the Holy Ghost. They said that I could get it with a tap on the head. But first I've got to die so God can raise me from the dead. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Don't tell me that I'm fine and should put away my fears. I bought that lie before it only cooped my ears. It's hypocrisy so thick. That now I want to puke it And I'm sorry my friend if that offends your hermeneutic So tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell So tell it like it is, tell it like it is 
tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell. So tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell. So tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell. So tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell. So tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to. Hello, everyone. I'm back, Pastor Bob. I've got uh, Johnny running the controls, not saying much tonight, but that's all right. He's uh, he he looked nervous to me when he was running. Turn me up just a little bit. He looked a little nervous when he started running these controls, and his hand was shaking. And I thought, here's a guy that flies airplanes, and uh, his hand shaking on the controls of the radio. But next week, he and um, Joe will be Joe Hostetler will be doing the um, the radio show next week. Joe and his brother Alvin are key people in starting our church in Beach, North Dakota. And so that meets every Tuesday night at 7.30. We've got some pretty neat things coming up. Uh, we're, this is like this is hot off the press here. Two weeks from today on the anniversary of 9-11, we're going to have a special service honoring law enforcement and firefighters and their families at our church at 105 7th Avenue West. We're going to have a special service starting at about 10 after 11, honoring um, law enforcement, firefighters. We're going to spend some time praying for the law enforcement, firefighters in our community. And then, um, you know, we'll have a regular church service at that time, too. And then at 1230, in our, on our church lawn, we're going to set up tables, and we're going to clear out the parking in front of the church and reserve it for law enforcement. Now, if you can't make it to the church service, we still want you to come and have the free meal. It's going to be hamburgers, hot dogs, chips, um, you know, some lemonade, things like that. It's going to be a good meal. And so um, that's on the anniversary of 9-11, two weeks from today. At, at 11 o'clock, a special service at the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. We're going to do some uh, advertising in the newspaper and try to get the word out and um, try to make a big deal out of it. We One of the reasons we want to do this is because... Uh, we know that that uh, there have been things that have happened recently, not really around here, but in other places that have brought um, confusion and questions to people about law enforcement. We just want to support these people um, because because they're doing a tough job, a job none of us would really want to do. And so that's we'll be announcing that. Joe, don't forget to announce that next Sunday night on the broadcast here too. That's not next Sunday though. Two weeks from Sunday, nine eleven, the anniversary of nine eleven. All right. And again, it, thank you so much for all you that are listening tonight. And please email me if you're listening out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And also text me, 701-290-7862, and tell me how you're listening. Hello to Lori and Javier and, uh, and Bruno and Malachi. Glad that you're listening. Javier, you need to bring that lady to the couples retreat next weekend. I think you should do that. I'd, you would have a great time. So, Javier, that's just a personal invitation over the air from, from your pastor. But I'm glad that family's listening tonight. We're talking about the concept that you, you'll never go wrong when you tell people what is right. Now, Brother Russell used to sing, you never go wrong when you do what's right, but you'll never go wrong either when you tell people what is right. For instance, I, I talked about an instance that, that we need to talk about sexual purity. Now, 
within marriage, sex is pure. God designed it to be that way. But outside of marriage, sex is not pure. It's it's called fornication. And so I don't know. Maybe they're on there. I don't know hardly anybody on the radio talking about this. But if you're having sex with somebody that you're not married to of the opposite sex, I should say nowadays, you are committing fornication in God's opinion. And who else's opinion matters? Like in the sight of the Lord, are you doing good or are you doing evil? You know, this is, here Here again, don't, don't get mad at the messenger. This isn't my opinion that I'm talking about. I mean, you if you are if you are a serious student of the Bible, you cannot disagree with the fact that that sex was ordained only for marriage between a man and a woman. And so, any other way that it's done is is against God's perspective, His opinion. In the sight of the Lord, it's wrong. Now, there are other things like that, and I just just have a you know we don't have a lot of time tonight. To, to discuss, because this topic, I could go in every single area with it. But how about the filth of Hollywood and all the different por- pornographic things and all the different um, Hollywood and all the, the, the um, you know, I mean, some people, pornography has changed so much in the last 20 years. When I was a young boy, there was an adult theater in Bismarck, North Dakota, that people would sneak into the door, like they didn't want anybody to see them go in there. Those same movies are being played on your television now. So, like, if they were perverts back then that watched them, what does that make you if you watch them? But if enough people are doing it, does it become right? Well, it never becomes right for God's people, and this particular segment of this broadcast... If you're nervous for me that I'm going to lose people or people aren't going to come to our church because of this, you are totally wrong. There are people, not only have they experienced the filth of this world themselves and are sick of it, but there are other people that have enough of God in them to know that this stuff is is wrong, and they're looking for a church to take a stand on it. That's why I say this, my, my, my title tonight, it's kind of a long t- title, but telling it like it is, is still God's plan. Ephesians chapter 5, 3 through 13, I'll read parts of it, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger, no, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things comes, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Let me skip to verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Let me just stop there. Okay, if a preacher is speaking against immorality, that's not what Paul was talking about because he did that many, many times himself. What he's talking about is discussing and relishing in the evil that this world is partaking of. 
And if that isn't what Hollywood is doing, I have no idea what it is. Let me just, you know what, all you that are just listening in, in Dickinson, you just go ahead and think about something else for just a minute. All of you that are non-apostolic people. You apostolics out there that watch Hollywood movies, if you're listening to me, that is probably one of the dumbest things that I could possibly think of that you would do. What in your spirit would want to watch that garbage? Except that carnal fleshly man. I mean, I still have that carnal fleshly man in me too. But the spiritual man doesn't want to watch that stuff. And have you, are you so desensitized that now you can watch this and it doesn't bother you? Paul said that it's a shame even to speak of those things which they are done of them in secret. If it's a shame to speak of them, wouldn't it be a shame to watch them? Well, of course it would. You know, um, you know what? Right now, if there there's a Pentecostal person listening to me somewhere that says, "You just convinced me, I'm going to throw all my movies in the garbage can." You know, that would make my day. It really would. It would just absolutely make my day. The uh, Paul went on to say in verse 13, "But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light." See this this verse alone right here says. What we're doing tonight in just this little segment of my world is we're casting light upon things that are wrong to make you realize that they're wrong. My pastor used to say that he wished that he could make sin seem exceedingly sinful. And so, and so, um, this is not the time. Um, if you, if you want to be part of this end time disaster, of half-baked Christianity, quit saying anything about Hollywood. You know, because I'm telling you that this stuff doesn't have any place in the life of a Christian. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6.14, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? He goes on in verse 17 to say, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. This uh, this is a fallacy to believe that if you preach this, that people will not come to your church. If you preach this, people will come to your church. Joe, you came to our church and we preached this. You know, you you had left the Amish and you were you were worldly. You know, you were you you were watching movies. I bet. And we preach this, and now you're coming to our church. You see, like, is Joe an isolated case? Uh, your brother Jake, he's listening to us right now. Jake, are, like, is there anybody else like Joe and Jake? Are these the only two people in the world? Of course not. You know, I've had Catholic people tell me, we don't have a TV either. I've had Catholic people tell me, we don't watch those movies either. Well, why did I say that? Because... People that have a sense of righteousness are going to tell you that. And as their churches quit preaching righteousness, guess where they're going to come? They're going to come to us if we don't chicken out. You know, um, I feel pretty passionate about this, what I'm talking about here today. Uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 28 says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 
being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. If you're having pleasure in watching somebody else sin, you're just as bad as the person that commits the sin. You know, all this violence that's on television, all this violence that's on movies, all this sexual promiscuity that's on these things, all the swearing, I mean, the swearing. I mean, this, you know, when I grew up, I, I, I wasn't a Christian. I hadn't given my life to the Lord, and as I got a little older, I did swear. And I, I'm not proud of that, but I wasn't raised to swear. I never swore around my mom or my dad. I would have been in big trouble if I would have. And nobody swore in school. Nobody cussed out anybody in school. Nobody. You would have been immediately um, you know, disciplined for that. You would have been kicked out of school. So why do you think all these children are swearing now? Where do you think it comes from? We are being influenced big time by our society. And this preaching, what I'm telling you right now, listen to me, uh, you're a good Catholic man listening to me right now. I'm telling you, you have a love for what's right, so do I. You and I need to get together. You know, there, there is, there are people, uh, this, I'm saying this, this is not the time to turn away from righteousness. Um, you know, this, this, um, you know, um, somebody just texted me a really neat thing here. Can somebody from, uh, Baltimore, can you talk about a time when you told someone like it is? I can, I can, I can talk about that. Thank you so much for giving me that. Um, you know, I, I was with a, uh, one time I was with a bad alcoholic his parents were so worried about him. He was turning yellow. His skin was turning yellow. He was a young man. He was already jaundiced looking. He, his liver probably was failing. And I walked up to him. I went up. His parents said, he's up in his bedroom. Can you talk to our son? These are not apostolic people. And I looked at him and said, I said, I know the answer to your problem. And, and I talked to him just as straight as I could. And I told him just the way it was. Do you know what? That man and I still are close today. They're, they're story after story after story of telling people the way it is. There was a young man that was attending our church. He was engaged to a girl. This girl, there was, she was doing some things that weren't correct. I told this young man that you need to break this engagement. And he did it. And now he's married to a beautiful young lady. They have several children. And every once in a great while, he comes up to me and says, Thanks, Pastor Bob, you saved my life. You know, telling it like it is, uh, yeah, there's going to be times that it doesn't work out right. Uh, Paul told people the way it was, and he got in trouble for it. You know, just because I said we're going to have great revival for telling people like it is, doesn't mean you're not going to have a few problems about telling it. You know, I mean, there there are people that get really, really mad at, at me when I tell it like it is. Sometimes even people listening on the radio. I haven't run into that for a little while. Uh, as long as you're decent about it, don't cuss me out. I'm I'm willing to listen to people that disagree with me. But but the uh, I, tonight my point is 
the truth of God's word. Let me just read that. Let me read my text again. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. In other words, you tell people the way it is, whether it seems to fit or whether it seems not to fit. Isn't that what it says? In season? Like it's in season, the door opened. Out of season, you stuck your boot in the door. You know, and now they can't shut it. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, and then listen to this with all long suffering. In other words, gotta have mercy for people. If, if anybody feels like that I'm, I'm being hateful on the air tonight, I'm not. We love everybody. If you're a homosexual in Dickinson tonight, we want you to come to our church. We want to pray with you. We want to help you. What you're doing is wrong, but it doesn't mean we don't love you. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean that we can't help you. In fact, our church is the church for you because we're not going to make fun of you. We're not going to call you names. We're not going to beat you up. I mean, our church is a church. We are in the business to help people. You know what? If Jesus was alive today, instead of going to Jerusalem, he might have gone to San Francisco. You know, I mean, Jesus, he said, it's not the whole that need the doctor. He said, I, he said, it's the sick. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so tonight, I'm saying that when people are lost and you don't tell them what to do to find their way, you will become part of the problem. You know, this woman at the well was living with a man who was not her husband. She'd had five other husbands, and before she could get right with God, Jesus had to confront her on this. Did he confront her to make fun of her? Did he confront her because he hated her? Did he confront her because because he was going to make some kind of silly example out of her? No. He confronted her so she could get saved. He confronted her so she could make her life right. You know, there. if you are going to a church where a preacher is too afraid to tell people that they're wrong, you are going to the wrong church. I, I've done radio, whole radio broadcasts on chicken preachers. You know what? Um, that verse that I read, one of the verses I read to start with, it talks about how in the that people. Well, maybe I didn't read that verse. Where is that verse? It says that that they they're going to have teachers. Is it Second Timothy? Yeah, uh, yeah, Second Timothy. I did read it. Four verse three. They're going to. There's going to come a time where they won't endure sound doctrine, but they after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And so there are people that, you know, want the preacher to tell us, you know, tell us smooth things. You know, you know they, 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 uh, they tell the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speaking to us smooth things. Come on, Pastor Bob, you tell us that Jesus loves us no matter what. Pastor Bob, tell us, Jesus will accept us just the way we are. And you know, I'll say that. But you know what? Thank God he doesn't leave us the way we were. You know, you know. I mean, Jesus will accept you. I don't care what you've done. You know, if I didn't believe this, why would I go to prison ministry? We, that's, we've been doing prison ministry for you know, a long, long time, many, many years. And just this week I was speaking at the state pen. We have two jail services at the county jail. Our church has two services at the women's prison. You know, if I didn't believe that Jesus will accept you the way you are, what a foolish man I've been all these years. I believe he'll accept you the way you are, but he won't leave you the way you are. 
you know, he, he won't. If he, you come to God as a drug addict and a year later you're still a drug addict, you're not living for Jesus. You're playing some kind of game. You know, if you come to Jesus and you're shacking up with some woman you're not married to, and a year later you're still shacking up with this woman and you're not married to her, you're playing some kind of game. And, and, and see, the reason I have to talk about these things, and it's not just me, but other people too, is because if you're not warned of this, how can you even turn around? Well, we've got the famous pilot, John Redmond, here, and he's going to give out some information how to get a hold of us during the week, and then I'm going to come back with just the last few minutes on something very important. Hello, everyone. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We're with the New Life Pentecostal Church at 105 7th Avenue West. You can contact us. You can call us at 701-264-7862. You can email us at um, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. You can join us on Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. And on Sundays, you can come for Sunday school at 10 a.m., Worship service at um, 11 a.m. or p.m. That'd be a.m. Again, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. All right, and good to have Johnny here with us tonight. And next week, Joe Hostetler will be doing the broadcast. Just before these last few minutes, you know, I, I said that this is not the time to back down on telling it like it is. It, this is God's plan that we tell it like it is, and I would be very uh, wrong to not end this program by telling you the apostolic truth of salvation. I did mention it just a little earlier, but the truth of the apostolic message when it comes to salvation, this is not the time to compromise this message. This message that is found in the Bible all through the New Testament and all, certainly all through the Old Testament also, is not hidden. It wasn't done in a corner. It wasn't something that the United Pentecostal Church or the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship made up. This, uh, this message has been known. Uh, it was the original church that preached it. Peter, on, on the day of Pentecost, on the very birthday of the Christian church, got up, and when they asked Peter what they needed to do to be saved, to make their lives right with God, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This message has been tried to have been destroyed for just about 2,000 years. It's been fought against. There have been people that have preached this message that have been killed. This this message has become adulterated by by men and conferences and and um, and church uh, authorities and uh, and when I say church, I'm using that very uh, loosely. I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, just as an example, baptism was never infants were never baptized for the first hundreds of years of the Christian church. You see, this is not the time. Let me tell you this. If you've got to walk with God, 
and you have never been baptized by immersion as an adult as a an adult in the name of Jesus Christ you need to be baptized i can't apologize for it i'm not going to make any excuses for it uh if you say well my parents weren't are they in hell now listen if your parents are dead i'm not going to talk about your parents i'm going to talk about you you know i i've baptized uh I've baptized pastors from other churches before. I baptized a man kind of secretly one time. He pastored a Nazarene church in another city. He came to Dickinson one evening, and we baptized him in the name of Jesus. He saw his need to be baptized. I never knew what happened to him. I never knew what what he went on to do after that. I hope he went on to baptize others in Jesus' name. I hope he did. We've we've baptized people uh, in our church Right now, we've got a, a man that used to be a Baptist pastor that we just baptized, he and his wife, in the name of Jesus. We've got a man that's got a four-year college degree from a four-square Bible school that we he saw his need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Don't be so proud that you won't hear the truth. It doesn't matter what Grandpa and Grandma said and Uncle Billy said. It matters what Uncle Peter said. You know, I mean, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. You know, this, uh, you know, here's what I found out. When people find out how they have been deceived in some of these other religions and these denominations, like when my wife found out how that she had been deceived, not by her parents, but by her religion. She was upset because she could read it. She was 20 years old, and she could clearly see it in the Bible, what the Bible said. And she wondered all these years, why didn't anybody tell me this? This, you know, this is not Pastor Bob's message. This isn't Pastor Bob's cult. Uh, This isn't Pastor Bob's uh, brainwashing session here tonight. I've got people that I'm imagining are listening to me. I've got people that tell me in Dickinson they listen all the time to this broadcast. I know that you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus. And many of you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit the way the Bible teaches. Get with the program. Let's let's get moving on this. You know, I'm I'm telling you the way it is. I I can't I I it sounds strong. I'm trying to make it sound strong. Well, there's nothing we can do against the truth, but for the truth. If every, you know, God is true, every other man's a liar that disagrees with him. God is true. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I ask you to help us, Lord. We know, I believe, God, that preaching of your word and preaching the truth is going to cause great revival in our area, in our city. And I just pray tonight that we've connected with people that are willing to to serve you and to do what they know and what they've heard to do. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. God bless you, folks. Uh, Next week, Joe Hostetler will be doing the broadcast 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. Come and see me Wednesday night, 105 7th Avenue West, right here in Dickinson. Good night. You are my Lord.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.